from living in the midst of a pandemic to coming face-to-face with the deeply embedded racism in our world. 2020 has been an intense year, and we're only halfway through. In this episode, I share my journey with anti-racism, why saying nothing is better than pretending, and I address the problem with performative leadership. Just so you know, I'm taking a one-month hiatus in July, so this will be the last episode before we hit the new month, and the next new episode will air on August 3rd. But if you want to reach me during my hiatus, the best way to do that will be through text messaging. So text me at 1781-336-0160. And if you're new to the podcast, please take a moment to download a few episodes and drop a rating and review on iTunes. And if you are a loyal listener, thank you. And you have yet to do so, please drop a rating and review on iTunes. Now it is time to get real about pandemics, racism, and performative leadership. Welcome to today's Thought Leader, where I'm challenging you to rise up, speak up, and create a movement. I'm your host, Ruby Fremont, and I'm here as a catalyst for you, the new generation of thought leaders. I'm a kick-ass life coach, a bullshit detector, and courageous communicator. I'll show you how to gain visibility, build a cult following, and create impact while increasing your income. Join me every week as I dive into raw and real conversations that will help you amplify your presence, influence, and impact. It's time to unapologetically do what you're here to do and do it your way. So get ready, thought leaders, and let's make shit happen. Hey, thought leaders. Wow. Okay, so it is June 24th as I'm recording this. You're listening to this probably five or six days later. and um. First, I want to address that the last four episodes that you listened to on the podcast, basically all of June, uh, were recorded before June, hence why I haven't been speaking about what's been taking place in the U.S. and around the world right now. And I would like to use this episode to address that and um, and more. So <laughs> I'm going to take my time with this episode because uh, one, I am processing a lot and two, you are processing a lot. We as a collective are processing a lot right now and some of us are in the process and honoring the process and some of us are bypassing the process And that's okay. Everyone's just on their own individual journeys. I mean, 2020 has been a hell of a fucking year, right? It's been a hell of a year. And um, I had shared, you know, talk people talk about 2020, how this is the year that's given us 2020 vision. And I shared something on my Instagram. Maybe you saw it, maybe you didn't. But I want to read it to you because I feel that this really sums up uh, what this year has been so far. In 2020, we slowed down. We realized that we can live with less. We faced our shadows. 
We took control of our well-being. We connected. We gained clarity. We saw beneath the veil. We recognized the illusion. We took a stand. We ignited our voices. And now we know what's possible. No matter what happens, never lose sight of what took place this year. And always remember what you're capable of doing and who you're capable of being. And I share this with you on the podcast because I know that you're most likely, especially if you're a listener of this podcast, in your own process of what's been taking place. In 2020, you know, we hit the ground running. Everyone was excited. It's 2020. And then in March, COVID hits and we slow down. It's a forced slowdown. We're forced inside our homes. We're forced to wear masks. We're forced to do all these things. And uh, like, if, if, if you want to know my opinions on COVID at this point, um, because I don't want to focus on that right now, all I got to say is go listen to Tony Robbins' podcast and the episode he did on COVID. In fact, I will link that in the show notes for you to listen to if you're curious to dig beneath the veil, but in a very grounded way. Um, because I know that the the quote-unquote conspiracy theories about everything can can feel ungrounded. And there's that genuine feeling of like, but something ain't right. So I highly recommend listening to that. Um, but anyways, so with COVID, we, we came face to face with slowing down, a mandatory slowdown. And for many being in solitude and um, facing our shadows and a lot of shit came to the surface. And let's not even talk about the uh, astrological occurrences that have been happening, the eclipses and the retrogrades. And if you're sensitive to this shit like me, then you've been experiencing some of that as well. And then we hit May and there's the tragic and horrific murder of George Floyd, which is, you know, not sadly, not a unique incident, but it's one that that took the world it, it gained the attention of the world because of how horrific it was and because it was caught on camera and you know this is this was not a unique thing this shit happened sadly all the fucking time in the US and uh, Will Smith had this quote where he said, racism isn't getting worse, it's getting filmed. Now, as a Canadian, I experienced a different type of history lesson in Canada, which within itself is filled with a lot of racist shit. Um, 
but when I came to the US, I I didn't I didn't know what I didn't know. You know, I, I knew what I saw on TV. And sadly, that's not the truth. And in 2016, there was a protest with Black Lives Matter. And when that came out and a lot of people I know were talking about it, I was that person as an Indian woman, 100% Indian, went to my Facebook and shared hashtag all lives matter heart emoji. That was me, 2016. Needless to say, a thread followed. And at that time, because I was really deep in the white spiritual community, it was a lot of love and light bullshit, which kind of validated what I was sharing. But then there was a lot of angry, upset bullshit, not bullshit, angry, upset commentary as well. And a good friend of mine, she's half black and we've been friends for 10 years or so. She calls me and she's like, Ruby, I got to lay this out for you because I love you. And this is so wrong. And she started sharing why all lives don't matter until black lives matter. And I listened. I listened. It was hard to hear that I was wrong. It was hard to hear because for so long I was subjected, I had subjected myself to the very white spiritual idealism of the love and light world. And so how can we pick one race and say that they matter, but none of the other races matter? That was what was going on in my head. But I listened. And I started from that point on, like right immediately, I started watching documentaries on Netflix. A lot of those documentaries are now going viral. I started reading. I started educating myself by following Black leaders. And I started unpacking the systemic racism that is prevalent in our society and especially in the United States. And I started learning and seeing all the ways in which our system is so fucking unfair and unjust. But not only that, I started recognizing all the ways in which I had been wrong, in which I was feeding the racism. And that was at times really tough to see. But I had to see it. And I share this with you humbly because I want you to know, you know, I've been having, I've had so many people reach out to me via DM when I got really loud about this after George Floyd and, you know, people of color, non-black people of color and also white commending me for being so brave um, for using my platform in this way. And here's the thing. I, my mission, like my purpose, my mission is to give the world a voice. It's to support the voiceless and finding their voice. And I choose to direct this towards leaders, which is why I tend to have, uh, you know, majority of my clientele and, and the people who come to my events are people of color. But even if you are a person of color 
and you attract people of color into your work, you can still feed into the racism. And I'm sharing that with you humbly. We have for so long in our world been subjected to black is bad. And what's interesting is last year, since I started really going deep with plant medicine, I've been unpacking even just my own ancestral trauma and wounds and really diving deep into the history of India and my culture. And man, there is some anti-blackness in the Indian culture. So mini history lesson, the British colonized India. um, And when they did this, they preferred associating themselves with the whiter skinned Indians on the continent. They preferred to take the whiter skinned Indian women. They preferred to associate themselves with the whiter skinned Indian males. And so that automatically created this assumption in, in the minds of the Indian people that whiter skin is always going to be treated better and treated with respect and those with darker skin will not be. And so since then in, in our Indian culture, white skin is, is preferred. Lighter skin is preferred. This is why we have companies called Fair and Lovely, which is literally white whitening creams, which I used to use as a teenager and as a young adult. I used to use these whitening creams. And I am a very fair-skinned Indian person. I will say that. I'm I'm very light-skinned for a Punjabi person. And um I really fed into that. Even if you look at a lot of my pictures up until end of 2019, beginning of 2020, I would tend to use filters that would blow out my face and my skin so that I'd look whiter. And I did this unconsciously because in my mind, the whiter skin is prettier, it's more attractive. And I was doing this unconsciously, but that's also my anti-blackness. That's also the belief that black skin is, is not good. It's, it's not loved. It's not accepted. It's, it's been interesting to unpack, to say the least. And although I am a proud, proud woman of color today, Um, I'm also a woman of color who is doing her own anti-racism work and looking at all the ways in which I show up and how I can show up better and be a better ally to my black brothers and sisters. And although diversity has always been a thing in my business, and I've shared this with a few clients, like I've just been blessed. You know, I, I, I think it's a combination of just being a woman of color and not being ashamed of that and showing that and also my mission and, and really helping these leaders find their voice. Um, feeling like you don't have a voice is very common in all people of color, no matter what your cult, culture, you know, Chinese, Japanese, Black, Asian, Filipino, it doesn't matter. Like we all, Indian, we all feel in some way, shape, or form, like we haven't had a voice. And so I've naturally attracted a lot of people of color as well as I've worked with a lot of people in the LGBTQ community. 
So I've always been proud of the diversity that my business brings. And um, there's also an opportunity for me to do better in terms of inclusivity and catering specifically to the different cultures and the different races. And I I don't know how that's going to look. I just know that this is something that I'm going to be working on um, and also instilling anti-racism. I don't even know what you would like a manifesto into my business. Let's call it a manifesto. Um, so these are some things I've been working on behind the scenes and also just continuing to unpack, unlearn, relearn <laughs> new things, watch more documentaries, read more books, follow more black leaders, um, but really giving them a platform and not taking the spotlight and putting it on me. And here's where I'm going to kind of rant a little bit. <sighs> um, taking a deep breath because it's been... It's been a little, I don't know, it's been a combination of disappointing and sad, I think, for me to witness some of the people that I've looked up to, some of the people that I've even worked with, people who have been my coaches and mentors during this period of time and the way in which they're choosing to show up, my peers. And it's been really interesting. Um nobody's perfect. Nobody's doing it right. I want to start with that. Nobody's fucking perfect. Nobody's doing it right. I don't think there's a right way to do any of this. Anti-racism work is messy as fuck. You know, it's messy as fuck. There's no way to perfect this shit. And for many of us, uh, I mean, for all of us, this is the first time we're doing this work. And for many of us, it's, it's quite traumatic to, to look at ourselves under this lens if we choose to. What I've been witnessing are leaders, non-Black, whether they're people of color or white. And when after the death of George Floyd and the protests and everyone speaking up on Instagram and all things, and just seeing the, the performative leadership pop up, And what this looks like is it looks like you're basically performing to show up in a way that you think you should be showing up. So featuring all of a sudden you've never had a a black person on your podcast and all of a sudden you're doing a live with a black person. Uh, All of a sudden your feed has pictures of you hugging little black babies. Like where the fuck did that come from? And then you go on to just not post about it ever again. <laughs> Look, I am, I'm not one of those people who's going to say you have to talk about this right now. In fact, I'm going to encourage you not to if you're not ready to. Because if you're not ready to, that's when it becomes performative leadership. And so many of these leaders that, I've, that I used to look up to that are really stepping out as perform- performers at this moment in time is because they're not doing the work. They're not they're. It's like they're refusing to see their own, the ways in which they've contributed to racism and the racism within themselves. They they're refusing, they're bypassing that and they're just putting a bandaid on it and saying, Hey, look at me, look at me, look how great I am. Look at how anti-racist I am. 
It's not the fucking point. I've also seen non-black people of color and white people in the personal development, spiritual development, leadership industries coming up and all of a sudden they're doing anti-racism work. It's kind of fucked up. It's just not right. You know, this is an opportunity for us to put the spotlight on our black brothers and sisters and to be there as their allies, not to steal the spotlight from them and from their work. And it's also a time to showcase their work and not just use them as pawns to prove to the world that you are anti-racist. And what I mean by that is share their gifts, share their work, talk about something other than how has this been for you or what are your thoughts on Black Lives Matter? Like really support them. I have so much to say on this that I am, I know I'm holding back and I'm holding back again because like I'm just in this process and a state of observation of myself right now. Um, and also really being conscious of my judgments because <laughs> I've been one judgy bitch. Uh, and I recognize that and I've had to pull away from social media for that reason and unfollow. And I've just been unfollowing like crazy, but also following new people like crazy. So it's been an interesting time. And I want to go back to what I was saying about um, encouraging you not to speak up if you're not ready. Uh, I think that there's a lot of people saying, don't be silent, speak up, do all the things. But if you're not ready and you don't actually fully understand this and you don't fully understand the history and you're, you've yet to really see the ways in which you are contributing to the racism and you are in fact showing up in racist ways, then do that work first. And don't feel like you have to show the world that you're doing this work just to prove a fucking point. And if there are people that you're following that are leaving you feeling as if you need to prove to the world that you are doing this anti-racist work, then just unfollow them right now. Just unfollow them and focus on your work. Focus on doing this unpacking, unlearning. And like, here's the thing is... And this goes back to the performative leadership stuff. Like if you're not going to actually do the work, then don't post about it at all. Please don't post about Black Lives Matter at all. If you're not going to do a single fucking thing, if you're not going to read a book, watch some documentaries, unpack your own racism, research history, make some fucking calls to your government and your, your municipalities, like donate money. If you're not going to do any of this shit, then don't pretend. Don't show up in false ways. Just don't. And and just like really own the fact that you're not going to do anything. I'm not going to judge you right now. You get to own that, but don't show up in one way and be something different. That was a little ranty, um, but I really felt called to say that. And you have to make peace with that. This movement isn't about trying to prove yourself. It's about supporting Black people and their communities and their businesses and being allies 
to support the dismantling of our systemic racism and to have these difficult and courageous conversations. Like I am certain someone's going to listen to this and they're going to be like, well, she fucked up. Shouldn't have said that. That's wrong. And I don't give a fuck. Like I'll learn from it. If I said something that was incorrect on this podcast, I will learn from it. You know, just like 2016 Ruby, when she said all lives matter, I'll learn from that shit. And you, if you're going to do this work, you have to go into it with that attitude of you're going to fuck up. You're going to mess up. You're not going to get it right. You will stumble, but you got to get yourself back up. You got to recognize that you've stumbled. You've got to recognize that you fucked up. Own your shit and move on and keep learning and keep on learning. But again, if you're not going to do the fucking work, don't pretend like you are. Don't show up as a false ally. <sighs> um, so moving forward, I am taking a one-month hiatus off the podcast. So in the month of July... There will be no new episodes. I'm choosing to take a hiatus because I need to honor my process right now. And with all that's been happening in 2020 and how I've been supporting my clients and that I'm writing a book on leadership in the midst of a year that is fucking challenging the status quo on leaders right now. I mean, it's been a lot and I just need to clear off my plate for a bit and decompress and listen uh, both to myself and to source and uh, cut out my, my intake and really focus on just my writing and taking care of myself and supporting my clients. So July, no new episodes, but I promise, I promise I will be back in August. So the next new episode will be August 3rd. And from that point on, things are going to look a little different around here. Again, my podcast, just like the rest of my business, has always been diverse, um, and I'm really looking to be more inclusive, intentionally inclusive. So things are going to change around here. You're probably going to hear more solo episodes from me versus um, having a guest on every other episode. And for those of you listening, if you have suggestions for Black leaders that you'd love to see on the podcast, people of color leaders that you'd love to see on the podcast. And not just to talk about, I'm not talking about like, let's talk about Black Lives Matter and the protests right now. I'm talking about to highlight their work and what they're doing in this world. Then please do hit me up. You can hit me up on Instagram. Although, let me warn you. I'm going to be taking some time off of the gram too. So why don't we do this? Why don't you hit me up via my text messaging service? If you haven't done that yet, shoot me a text. Now's a good time. Um, so just shoot me a text, one 
1-888-720-0160. Text hashtag leader to 1781-336-0160. You're going to be met with a automated reply first. That's going to ask you to fill out um, your contact info. And that's the only automation you'll get. Um, And that's really so I know who I'm texting. Uh, It also keeps the creepy people out of my text messaging. Although some of them fill out their fill out the form and they get in, but (laughs) that's a, another episode for another day. Um, but do that, shoot me a text, give me some guest suggestions. Um, but the podcast, there's gonna be some changes just in terms of, of who I let in intentionally. Um, again, just being intentionally inclusive and you'll be seeing more of just me solo episodes. So that's it for today's episode of t- of <laughs> today's thought leader. See, this is why I need a fucking break. Um, so remember, I won't be back until August taking a hiatus. Uh, you can shoot me a text and stay in contact because I, I will most likely be taking a break off of social media in July as well. So the text messaging is going to be the best way to contact me if you want to contact me, if you want to hit me up. Um, so thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Today's Thought Leader, where I'm challenging you to rise up, speak up, and create a fucking movement. And I'm also encouraging you to sit the fuck down and listen if you're not in a place to really contribute because you've got your own unpacking to do. And that's okay. I'm not judging you. (laughs) So that's it. That's all. I will see you back here in August. I hope you all have an incredible month of July. And if you're like me and you've been feeling exhausted, make sure you take some time to replenish yourself and your soul and give yourself what you need because this work, this dismantling work, it's a lot. Okay, peace out. I will see you in August.